this week on Reliving the Extreme, we were we are asking important questions this week. The most important is Jason Knight. Do you have money? Do you have money, Jason Knight? <laughs> Hello, everybody. Nate Maxson here with you, along with my brother Aaron. Hello. And ECW's Chad Austin. Somebody better go over there and check Aaron for a pulse. I'm awake, man. That was a hell of a. That was a hell of a hello. <laughs> hell, I think, you, I think you thought about it. <laughs> this week we are reviewing the episode of ECW from October the twenty sixth, nineteen ninety three, and I don't want to say doozy. I don't know that it was necessarily a doozy. It was there. <laughs> it was a doozy for a couple. It was a doozy for a couple of reasons. But I, I know why they were doozies. Put it that way. Okay. They were well placed. They were well placed doozies. Sprinkling, <laughs> sprinkling, <laughs> sprinkling well placed doozies around the yard. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's the finishing product of a of a, <laughs> of, of a work in progress. Well, that being said, uh, gentlemen, anything we want to talk about before we dig into this uh, this sprinkle of doozies? Um, I really just did, I. I don't really have anything. Just was going to get into the show unless you guys had things to plug or anything like that. Well, I'll do that in a little while. Yeah, we kind of do that at the yeah. end of the show, Aaron. <laughs> Wake up. Are you sure this is Aaron? <laughs> <laughs> well, they did, I do like the opening of this show where they were they were doing the last week you missed. I thought that was neat, you know, going through the segments and then saying last week, if you didn't watch us last week, you missed this and you missed that. And I, it was a nifty little way to start the show, I think. It was, I uh, liked the other way better last week. And what, what was, way was when they that? Did, when they did the, this is what you're going to see, you know, like the, when they were showing the different things that were coming up on the show, I liked mm-hmm. that better than the than the you missed it thing. No, I like, I like, I, I mean, that's, that was the best way to put over last week. I mean, because I wrote, you know, remember how Joey Styles said, like, if you missed last week, you missed like, um, you know, a great show or whatever. I wrote like, if you missed last week, you missed the mediocre show, but yeah. they showed you, they showed you like the highlights of a mediocre show. And it made you almost feel like you did miss something. Right. If you didn't watch it, right? I mean, that's the that's mm-hmm. the impression that I got. Other than that, that I love Joey Styles in green. I mean, that that one that one great with the backdrop for the set and everything. I mean, Joey I rocking the Joey rocking the Eagles uh, sweatshirt in the Eagles nest at the ECW arena. We finally got to the point where they have Joey uh, supposedly broadcasting while the show is going on in, behind him with the crowd noise. And the monitor, um, I love the yeah. I love the monitor gimmick. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's uh, I mean, as as we talk further about this, I'm gonna I'm gonna start bringing some more stuff into light that I hope I can remember. That I just remember certain things about this that I was like, see, that's what Paulie is going for, you know. And I mean, it's um, it's you know, it's to making the most out of nothing, you know. Right. It, yeah. It's a shoestring budget. He's got to do what he's got to do, and that was a great way to use footage from a show that last week was basically a miss, you know, in a you know in a wrestling fan's eyes as far as being great. But when you show this uh, Tasmaniac suplex and Tommy Dreamer on the floor, you know, and all the other stuff, and then and then it just kind of was like, wow. I mean, I mean, but it's the same thing. It's, It's the same thing. Like I always bitch about when they advertise Monday Night Raw during SmackDown. You're still you're advertising to the wrestling fans that are already watching wrestling. Right. <laughs> Everybody already saw it. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's 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 uh like you said, making the most of what you've got and trying to create some hype for your promotion. There's nothing wrong with that. And I thought Joey's, Joey looked like a geek. He did look I like, he a geek, like a geek. It's oh, an yeah. absolute like, like Joey weird. should always be in a Joey should always be in a suit. It's like don't 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 sully Jay, J- Joey, don't sully him. Don't make him a fucking prick. Yeah. Like, just let him be Joey Styles. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he did look pretty silly in that fucking sully shirt. <laughs> surprised he, surprised he didn't have. Surprised he didn't have a foam finger. You know. Yeah, that was bad. I didn't like that. Show up in the studio and bring him like a gift. <laughs> 
Joey is running down the lineup for the November to Remember event coming up on the 13th of November of 93. Uh, the main event, a tag team match. I thought Road Warrior Hawk was gone, but apparently he's not. Road Warrior Hawk and Sabu against Terry Funk and a mystery opponent. And I don't have any idea who that winds up being, to be honest with you. Well, wasn't Road Warrior Hawk, wasn't he supposed to either go back to... WCW or or was he done WCW when he was on his way to Japan? I, yeah, I remember. I oh, think no, he, did he was come at, in. he was he was at he was at Starcade ninety three because him and uh, Sting team up and fight the Nasty Boys in like a really horrible match. But at remember. the same time, wasn't that a one off basically? Because wasn't I think really so. doing, he was doing indies right? I believe so. Yeah, and, so that that probably just happened to be like Paul got a hold of him somehow and it caught him in between dates. That's that's what I would say because when's the last time we brought up Road Warrior Hawks' name on the show? Yeah, that was during the the uh, awful fireball angle with Eddie Gilbert, I think, yeah. was the last time. He was out selling that injury. <laughs> and they're also going to have a <clears throat> shoot fight. Between Tommy Cairo, who's now a shoot fighter, he's been to Japan, he's a shoot fighter, against Kevin Sullivan coming up at November to Remember. And then Kevin Sullivan does a, a promo from this the set of Baywatch, apparently. No, I thought he was in his high chair. Well, I thought he was in. <laughs> He was just at the dinner table. He was having lunch. Yeah. I'll, I want my num-nums. Yeah, Nancy put him in his high chair for din-din. That's what I thought was going on. Yeah, yeah, my uh, dinosaur nuggets right now. I wonder if he just if he just owns like a lifeguard. A Buddha Dean, a Buddha oh, Dean. I need a belly washer. A Is that what he's waiting Buddha for? He's sitting up there waiting for a Buddha Dean to rise from the, the ocean. Yeah, to make the airplane so he can get his peas. I can't believe that like you didn't see like a big giant spoon come in and it's like <laughs> Kevin likes his his. Uh, Great beans. <laughs> choo choo. They're Boston baked beans. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> he actually calls Abdullah the Butcher in this prom- promo, promo a big black whale. And then he goes, Can I still say that? <laughs> is that politically correct? Yeah, is that politically correct? Uh, Sullivan rambling on. He does say the word New World Order in this. I got that. And he's also. He's also friends with Yasser Arafat. Is that and, what he said? And, yeah, yeah, and then he also doesn't know how to pronounce Iron Man properly. Uh, if he you said, listen if to he it. Said, if he said anything about Yasser Arafat or Iron Man, I didn't get that. <laughs> I, I mean, he did say some stuff that I didn't have a clue of what the hell he said. But I thought he did a great job putting over Abdullah because, I mean, do we, we don't see Abdullah again, right? I don't think so. So the footage of Abdullah could be, you know, directed any way you want to advertise it. And they showed the clip of uh, what they said was Kevin Sullivan defeats Abdullah the Butcher in a cage match. And that's fraudulent, right? Yeah. That, <laughs> I mean, I guess that, at this point you can just you can just, just change whatever narrative you want, you know? I mean, like, well, rubbing, we... rubbing Abdullah's face into the cage does not constitute him defeating Abdullah the Butcher in a cage match. Correct right. me if I'm wrong. No, you're absolutely right. But they can just say what they want because they figure, yeah, six people were watching that. <laughs> so our new audience isn't even going to know the difference. Isn't even going to know the difference. I thought it was um, good, though. I, I, I really, I mean, I really <clears throat> liked it. And I think Kevin does his best work when he's not directed, like in a sense. Mm-hmm. I like I like all them outside of the bo- outside of the building, you know, kind of promos. Yeah, because he can he can he can do as many as he wants, and he can do them whenever he wants. It's not like he's in the studio and they only have a certain amount of hours to be there to do stuff. He can just he can just feel something come to him laying on the well, you know, sitting in his high chair. Some <laughs> could just uh, you know, while he's waiting for his diaper to get changed, he can just sit there and a thought could come to him. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, I did write here. I don't know what made me do it, but Joey is so much better than Sully. I mean, sweatshirt or not, it's just so refreshing to hear him, you know, talking about the event coming up and hyping it up and just such a, a, a world of difference between these two guys. 
Yeah, I mean, I thought I think I think everything they've been doing right. I mean, in this last what what was it three minutes? Mm-hmm. Has been like um has been kind of like a step in the right direction. Just right. I liked I liked it all. You know, it it is crappy production. It is what it is. But I mean, the intent is a hundred percent better than the execution or the production. If that makes any sense. You know oh I mean? yeah, absolutely. And, and I'd rather have I'd rather watch a criminally produced show with good stuff on it than a slick looking show that has nothing happening. If that makes sense. Oh, that yeah. totally makes. Yeah, I, I I agree. That's why I'm a big fan of Florida wrestling because all of it was bad. Just the production made what was bad in the ring look better. <laughs> the next deal we have here, Mr. Hughes has arrived in that ECW. Was Hughes. It was, yes, Mr. Hughes has arrived, and he is talking about how he's going to be facing Johnny Gunn at November to remember. Johnny Gunn and Mr. Hughes. The promo wasn't, the promo wasn't terrible, but that match is going to be... I, I, there's no way that's going to be a good match. Well, I can I can already tell you, um, I wasn't at this November to remember because I was booked in a, on a local show, a mm-hmm. high school show, and I remember w- reading like the and seeing like the fallout from it, and there wasn't enough band aids and fucking Rite Aid to fucking cover up what happened on that show, uh, <laughs> and I, I'm I'm almost glad that I wasn't on that show. But I actually thought, like, I'm, I I agree with Aaron. I just thought Mr. Hughes' promo was generic, but it got his point across. Yeah, and, and he he did a good job. He did a good job of using what he had done WCW and the WWF to, you know, it, this is the reputation I bring with me. I, I laid out the Undertaker. I put, you know, I put Paul Bearer on the shelf. I was Lex yep. Luger's bodyguard, et cetera, et cetera. He did a good job of putting himself over and putting over his past and his gimmick. That's the that's the whole entire premise of the promo it's the what where why when and how mm-hmm. he did it all because i mean if i'm not mistaken that may have even been in maryland where okay. he did where he did that promo at because i i, I now that i started seeing some of these um you know we're, we're, we're getting there now anyway the jason stuff for him talking to other people that was that was either shot in maryland or it was shot in uh, like upstate pennsylvania new york somewhere because I remember them shows and weekends of shows that we all had a bunch of weekends of shows together. And mm-hmm. a lot of the guys were integrated. So guys were coming and going, you know. So it, okay. could, it could have been there. But I liked it. I mean, I thought Mr. Hughes was credible. I mean, his reputation, if you knew him, wasn't that spectacular. But, I, I mean, but his, you know, his what he's done, his body of work spoke for itself. Is he the guy that I've heard had uh, narcolepsy? Like where he just fall asleep. Oh, I thought it was narcotics epilepsy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I Jer- Jericho I no said in his book that Mr. Hughes had narcolepsy and would fall asleep. Like during a match? <laughs> like when he like he said when he'd like manage it, like when he was his man when Hughes was like Jericho's manager in WWF for a while in like ninety nine, he said like Hughes would just be on the outside or on the on the corner and then would just fall asleep. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe Jericho was, wasn't that, that good in the ring. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, couldn't have been what was going on in the ring. I don't know. <laughs> he, he's just trying to pass the heat. <laughs> <laughs> he comes, he comes busting to the curtain after a bad match with the rock. And, he, and he's yelling about, God damn they Mr. Hughes fell asleep during the, during the match. Nar- and nar- Narcoleptic prick. Yes. <laughs> he, he You're on the list. list. <laughs> yes, great minds think alike. <laughs> up next, Chad appears on ECW here, teaming up with. <clears throat> sorry, <laughs> one, one half. <laughs> Chad is one half of Twisted Steel and Sex Appeal. Now you're. Oh no you're no no! Well, I I I didn't say I was one half. I said I was teaming up with one half of. It, <laughs> now it was Twisted Steel, Sex Appeal, and me the third wheel. <laughs> <laughs> That, that's the that's the new name of the group apparently. Like Donnie Allen is who we're referring to. Herve Ixnay. <laughs> Alvita Zane, Herve, you're out of here. Against the bad breed here in this match. That was some pretty big shoes to fill. 
I mean, literally, th- there was way more pressure on that than you guys think it was. Because not only was I wrestling the bad breed in, in their highlight match and their featured match on the show, I was also filling the shoes of her, her Ernesto. I mean, I'm teaming up with, with Donnie Allen. Like, I'm taking her, Ernesto's place. Uh, that I, I, It was hard to sleep. I was antsy backstage. Lots, lots now, of pressure. Now, now you know how Stan Lane felt. Oh, of course. Big shoes. Big shoes. I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, again, you guys took it way too easy on me last week <laughs> with, with my match with Snooker because I'm not sure you guys thought that I could take it or whatever. But, yeah, I, if you want, I'll lay out and you can just blast me on your horn during this because I, I, I got a bunch of notes for that, of, the, of what I thought of <laughs> it. I actually just I don't have a lot on the match itself. Just that it was a squash, and well, it was a squash. but I also Every, everything here, that everything that Ian did looked terrible. Like he did nothing good in it. Like that clothesline that he did to the outside of the ring was just it was terrible. He did he he did the classic, and it's not his fault. It's just the way shit was. There wasn't anybody to tell anybody any different. He had to get his shit in. Axel mm-hmm. Axel. Axel's getting his shit in is getting his shit in in a different way. You know how he would he would do something small, make it seem big, and go to the hard camera, or you know, mm-hmm. or point to the fans, or do something. Ian was just, I'll do this, and then I'm going to do this, and because I did that, now watch this. You know, and it, it was just too much, too soon. The only note that I, I had the same thing about Ian, but the only note that I had about Axel in this was the only thing that he did that. To me, and, and you can tell me, I don't know if you even know, but that kick that he did off the second turnbuckle to you, was that something that he did normally or was that something new? Because it did not look like he executed that the way he wanted Axel? to. It, yeah. Oh, no, Axel didn't do anything. I, I mean, <laughs> okay. I mean, I, honestly, that's not a knock. Mm-hmm. Axel, I mean, now that you mentioned it, I don't remember it, but no, Axel <laughs> didn't do anything. If he did anything, it would have been a few years prior when he would do the British bomb, which was mm-hmm. a splash from the second rope. Yeah. Maybe that was something he was just trying to do, you know, to add to his stuff. But a- Axel was great at the basics, really mm-hmm. at, at the fundamental basics. Axel was a tremendous, a showman. Ian, same way. Ian was good, but he just, he just rushed too much. And I mean, you see that full Nelson suplex. Yep. He didn't even go he, he didn't even take me straight back. He took me over. Yeah. So that 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 was I, I even wrote Ian killed me. Like mm-hmm. with a couple of things. Like because it was just just the way that I landed, the way that, you know, he was aggressive. Not, you know, Ian was a couple years behind Axel as far as in the business. Axel had been in the business probably since I don't know, eighty nine, eighty eight maybe even at mm-hmm. that point when he was like fifteen. And Ian had only been in the business a couple of years, maybe a year longer than me. I mean, he, he didn't kill me like realistically, you know, like hurt me, but yeah, he killed me. But yeah, well, I was going to say he didn't, he didn't kill you real, but eh, what he did could have hurt you is essentially what you're saying. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I pulled yeah. off the suplex. How the fuck am I going to protect myself? Right. Imagine that in the street fight. <laughs> guy just grabs you to full Nelson and throws you over your, you know, <laughs> and drops you on the ground like that. And, and it's one thing to take care of the guy. It's another thing just to go sideways and toss you hell ever. Yeah. Like Snooka did with that power bomb last week. Jesus oh, Christ. People are so my, careless. My, yeah, with I'm you, still Jay. getting cards and letters. <laughs> Aaron, your thoughts on this matchup? I thought, I mean, it was what it was for a swash. And I think, um, Everybody but Ian did a pretty good job in it. I thought, it. I, I thought there was a great spot when they were beating up. When they were, well, did you guys even notice this? When they were beating up Donnie Allen, and um, and they kind of like got him towards my corner. Did you our corner? Did you see the eagerness in me of wanting to tag Donnie? Like when they were like beating up Donnie, I had my hands just draped over the top turnbuckles, like. Yeah. I was just resting. Like, I wasn't even going to attempt to, like, get my partner some support. Come on. You got <laughs> I'm just sitting there lackadaisical. And then when Ian finally throws Donnie into the corner um, and he tagged me, did you notice what I did? No. I I did Jerry Lawler. 
I started when I came in. I started punching Ian. I gave him. I gave him two or three uh, rights, and mm-hmm. I pulled the strap down. And I missed I gave it. Him- I totally missed the strap. Oh my god, <laughs> you missed the strap. Missed the strap. Yeah, and then as soon as I pulled the strap down, he cut me off. And Donnie Allen kayfabe is going. I want Herve back. <laughs> this guy doesn't even want to tag me for Christ's sake. Well, he, he didn't have the guts to talk to my face because we teamed up again with nine one one. So <laughs> he, he was probably saying all that stuff to all his friends backstage that you know behind my back. <laughs> he came back for more. Well, Chad Herve gets to be. <laughs> Chad gets to be the lucky one to take the fall <laughs> in this match. Yeah, with the. Uh beanbag chair launcher not a rocket launcher when ian's going through the air it's a beanbag chair launcher i probably he looks like a beanbag chair so he's sat in. Dude, you're a big ass like a beanbag don't have like the light stuff in it like it has like marbles in it or half gallons of milk <laughs> like, it's like getting hit with a, a 300 pound wet sponge <laughs> <laughs> but, Gallons of milk. I, 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 I probably agree to take the fall in exchange for me getting the offense in. That's the you know that's yeah, kind of yeah. like the, that's kind of the way it works. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because I mean, Ian, Ian and Axel were my buddies. They got mm-hmm. me in, so they were like, okay, well we'll work. We're gonna work with Chad. So we'll let Chad get the offense in because I worked with both of them guys previously, and then then we'll put the you know, the penalty in. And what was I gonna say? I was, I was gonna put my foot down. <laughs> Use your stroke. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna bitch that here I am last week getting superplexed by Jimmy Snuka, and uh, and and then and now I'm losing to the bad breed. Can, can I even take a loss to like Sir Christopher Michaels? Somebody he's, in the middle. He's, he's kind of back this week, folks. I Mr. guess Christopher Michaels. <laughs> up, up next on the show, Jason is uh, is going to be doing a promo. WWE put some terrible music to this, by the way. I don't know what the original music was, but WWE's music they put to this it's was what a man. Was it? Okay. At least, yeah, I mean, we... that's what it became. Maybe not at this exact point, mm-hmm. but that's what it became. Yeah, WWE. Yeah, whatever WWE is, was trash. Oh, no, I loved it. It was great. <laughs> I actually found myself walking around doing stuff, and I was I kind of picked the words up, and I started singing along with it. <laughs> but I, but I I did write just as far as as far as notes I just wrote what the fuck I, I mean I get what they were doing I mean are we are we getting into where where is it this one he was just talking to everybody yes yep. yes you know in the, all the locker room stuff right that's stuff I meant that was that was taped that could have been taped in Baltimore mm-hmm. or upstate Pennsylvania New York or whatever um I I mean it's what the fuck because it was bad. But I mean, it's not what the fuck. As far as if you're going to introduce somebody, that's a pretty good way of doing it, because you've already you separated them with the Sandman, because the Sandman is a babyface. He kind of mm-hmm. was like balking at him, right? Yeah, he said, "I, I already beat you." Yeah, this is career. this is what he. This is the adventures of Jason. Um, <laughs> he attempts to talk to Hunter Q. Robbins about hiring Stetson and Hotbody away from him. And then he tries to, I assume, get Sandman and Peaches into a three-way sex party with him. <laughs> so then that doesn't work, and he meets Angel. And Angel says, "Do you have any money?" And he goes, "Oh yeah, and, and I'm not going to manage you, but I'm going to I'm going to do something else." Which I'm assuming is anal. I don't. And then that. I think it was more than that, and I think my truck was involved. <laughs> And then he asks Mr. Hughes if he wants to talk. And Mr. Hughes just says, do you have money? And then that's the end of the conversation. And then where the fuck did the, did the warlord come from? I have warlord <laughs> question mark, question mark. <laughs> that's, that's exactly how I knew that where these shows were taped. Because the, it, I think it was warlord versus Road Warrior Hawk was the um, Metal Maniac Snooker, like at that time. Mm. Mm-hmm. It was that was the traveling match, and that's why I said we booked it here in Baltimore, and they probably booked a Friday, Saturday, Sunday thing, you know, a whole entire weekend thing. So that that's what the, the Warlord is the one that tipped me off is like, oh, I think I know when these were filmed. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure Warlord was never in the ECW arena. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that. Yeah, I don't know unless he paid twenty bucks. 
Um, but like I said earlier at the beginning of the show, that's where I said we're going to answer that great question. Jason, do you have money? Because that was uh, generally the consensus, him going around here. I love Hughes. Is is like they do. I, I actually really liked the Hughes thing because they were doing the thing where it was like Hughes was about to cut his promo or whatever, and Jason walks up, and Hughes is just like, "You got money." <laughs> I just I thought it was funny. And then he puts his hand over the camera and says, "End the conversation." Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like he get Jason got mugged, except his suit didn't get messed up. I thought the angel one was funny because he walked up and he's like, "Oh no, I don't want to manage you." Like, no, like, not at all. That's that's not why I'm here. Yeah, that's not why I'm here. <laughs> yeah, that's but, managing a dying career right there. <laughs> I, I, I don't like uh, the way that Mr. Hughes went out. I mean, he he's, what's this? This is October, so November. What is it? Maybe in December, he's probably gone at this point. Mm-hmm. And he, he left. It was ugly, him leaving. But, you know. And then I, I like the say, guy. I, I thought I, I thought the guy was great. I, I mean, as a mm-hmm. person, he was fine. But I mean, I wasn't around him afterwards. That's why I wasn't around long. It was afterwards. The um, the uh, and like you said, Chad, this wasn't wonderful. But if you're trying to establish this character and what he is again, working with what we have, this is a way of establishing this new manager. You know, in the ECW and uh slowly but surely you know eventually getting rid of that damn hunter q we thought Polly did it but hunter q just hangs on like grim death but and there there he is still there but hopefully we won't have to see him much longer he's still carrying pieces of the ring from when the the canadian wolfman was tearing it down now 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 they're just down to the nuts and the bolts putting it in the the other bad the other bad thing too is that hunter q and jason jason are supposed to be the uh the managers or whatever, and they like towered over the tag champs. Like they were like <laughs> so much taller. Than, like that was one thing I noticed. Like that's not good. <laughs> it's like putting slick with Kevin Sullivan. Yeah. So here we go. Guess who's in the next segment? How? Un- or fortunately, I shouldn't say unfortunately. Fortunately, he's pretty much just a, a dust bunny on the mat during this segment. Sir Christopher Michaels versus Rock and Rebel. I don't know if we joined this in progress or if that was how the match started. I guess I was kind of confused on that, but he just attacked him during the break, is what they said. Oh, really? <laughs> is yeah. that what you think? <laughs> <laughs> like uh, my first notice. My first notice. I hope Rebel Sabalomo's this son of a bitch. Like just <laughs> break his horrible fucking socket. <laughs> I, I yeah, I mean the only yeah the only thing that came out of this was there was a good joke in there where Joey Styles says something about Christopher Michaels getting revenge on the guy that ended Sal Belo- Sal Belomo's career, and I was like, well, why is that a, a bad thing <laughs> that, that, that Rebel ended Sal Belomo's career? Like, well, you know, I, Sal I, I seemed, was like he was doing us a favor. Sal and Sal seemed last week like he was just enjoying life. You know, I mean, he was he was happy as can be. All the children's kids. <laughs> well, we do the whole routine in this match for the Rebel. You know, he does the, I got you with the DDT and one, two, pulls him up. Got you with a pile driver, one, two, pulls him up. And then he decides he's going to Belomo Sir Christopher Michaels. Yeah, and see, the people weren't mad that 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 he was beating on Michaels. They were mad because he kept extending a Chris Michaels match. <laughs> I, I, I think I was I think I was a, a second ahead of you because I think I was finishing your joke for you. <laughs> he was trying to get heat. So that they were sympathetic to Chris Michaels. It was just that they didn't want to see Chris Michaels. They just wanted you know they just they literally wanted it to end. It was like, come on man <laughs> Well, then, um, of course, Rebel's going to hit Chris Michaels with the chair, you know, and Joey. God yeah, bless, instead of, instead God bless you, Joey putting this shit over, man. God bless you him. See, did you see what happened when he dropped the chair, though? He <laughs> killed Jim Molino. Yeah. yeah, he dropped it on Jim Molino's fucking face. <laughs> he ruined, he put fucking Jim Molino out of business. <laughs> he sees Sal Balomo in the crowd. And that's why he drops the chair. Yes, this is really happening, ladies and gentlemen. And then Sal Balomo chases Rock and Rebel. 
out of the ECW arena. Well, and he's got, and his face like is entirely taped up <laughs> to sell mm-hmm. it. But like you said last week, like he wasn't wearing anything on his face. What else? So, like, okay. Yeah, that was Getty. That was Getty Images. There was a credit at the end of the show. Probably didn't see. <laughs> yeah, I, this I, was... I just thought that. It, I mean, I mean, maybe you guys don't. I don't know if you guys see it the way I see it, but this whole entire next few minutes, uh, it's it's the exact way that if you if you have to use these people, you know, for budget reasons or whatever, mm-hmm. this is the way you use these people. Yeah, you know, with the next, you know, whatever couple segments that we're getting ready to discuss that these shows. It's, it's basically a recap show is, you know, what, what we're doing, but that's right. the way you do it, you know, because we've already, we've already saw the, the Tommy Cairo against Jimmy Snuka experiment. I mean, <laughs> five or six times. I don't know. Mm-hmm. The but, super you know, destroyers, the super yeah. destroyers. Yeah. Obviously they got nowhere. Use them and, against each other and use and utilize their strengths. That's mm-hmm. pretty much the way I look at it. And, and I thought it made everybody that was in the segment look pretty decent. You know, even Bolo. What did you think? What did you think about poor Joey Styles having to be so exuberant about Sal Balomo? For I mean, he went on for three minutes about how he was so happy that Sal Balomo was back. He said, "This is the most exciting and emotional thing I've seen in my short career broadcasting wrestling." Really, I almost wish Sal never left. He's got, (laughs) he's got, he's got like the crocodile tears. And he's just so exuberant and happy that Sal Balomo made his triumphant return to the ECW arena, Joey. Uh, I mean, aren't we all? <laughs> he had all like his Bermuda shorts. <laughs> I don't know what he had on. I mean, what did he have on? He had on like a like part a a, a partial a, a a part of uh, Mrs. Roper's moo moo. And I mean, what did he have on? Like ja- janitor pants. Like it was just, what what an outfit. What an outfit this Belomo had on. Because he wasn't. I mean, he, he was definitely dressed to play with the kids at the park, with the with the you know the low rise shorts. You know, quote unquote. And, uh, but I don't know when he rolled into the ring. I almost thought they were ready to do it was a woman angle. Like they were going to pull a wig off or something. But I mean, you know, I. It, Blomo, I mean, as as bad as he is, was, or whatever he is, uh, the people in Philadelphia, he was one of the guys that the people actually kind of liked. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, because they, they knew that he was somebody. It wasn't, he wasn't anybody spectacular in the WWE, but right. he was somebody. He was and, on a lot of Spectrum cards. Yeah, so they, they knew him, and he had respect. So it was like, I don't know why he left, and I wish he wouldn't have left, because he could have been... Right, he could have been the Sam. Well, I don't know about the Sandman. Can you imagine <laughs> fa- fast fast forward like three, four years and put him put him with Jim Mitchell and Mikey Whipwreck and Tajiri and just put <laughs> Sal Balomo into that mix? Come on, that'd be fucking great. I put him a Balls Mahoney. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it would be like Gypsy Joe against New Jack. Have you ever seen that? Oh God, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's just it's his balls just beating him over the head with a chair. And the poor guy just like not knowing what. The, why are you hitting me so hard? <laughs> is it the Rock and Rebel? What, what, what's it? What's a your problem, balls? Yeah, but, but he's not selling it. You know, even though he's getting his head caved in, he's just going, "Hey, what's the matter, you? What's the matter, you balls?" <laughs> oh, fantastic! Now, now we're gonna recap. Um, he thinks he thinks his, he thinks okay. balls is his middle name and his first name is Meat. <laughs> Meat Meat Balls Mahoney. <laughs> La Familia. It's a whole nother gimmick. It's a whole nother gimmick. <laughs> tentative tentative episode name, Meatballs Mahoney. Meatballs Mahoney. <laughs> what, what could have been? Because <laughs> he kept they kept telling him, look. Next week, the, the summer you meet, you, you meet Balls Mahoney next week. He's like, oh, meet Balls Mahoney. Oh. Meet Balls Mahoney. <laughs> That's the Chef Boyardee product, by this the is, way. This is some of the greatest fantasy booking ever. I love it. <laughs> we uh, we have JT Smith. We're recapping the past few weeks of JT, JT Smith's career here in ECW next. 
Then we recap the Dangerous Alliance angle from last week. And then I think this is a really good promo from Polly that we roll into. Yeah, I mean, I'll wait. He, he uh, brings up Beavis and Butthead and baseball and calls everybody in Pennsylvania stupid. I mean, it was a, it was a, 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 it was a good promo, but I mean, it wasn't anything to write home about or nothing. I guess, I guess, I guess the the part that I wrote, I guess where I wrote good promo was once he got into talking about Terry Funk. So maybe I should take back that it wasn't a great promo. No, I, I disagree. I, I thought it was a fantastic promo. Okay. Okay. I, 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 the I, the part the about Terry Funk was my favorite part, I guess, when he got, you know, he got intense talking about Terry Funk. I really enjoyed that for sure. The baseball stuff I didn't get because I don't, I'm not a sports guy. So I had no idea who he was talking about, but I got the gist of it. He's getting heat in Philadelphia, you know? Yeah, I, I agree. I'm not a sports guy either, but I just know how, how Philly fans are about their sports and shit. So that's kind of like, you know, you know, calling old people old at a fucking senior citizen's home. Right. Or, you know, or, or making a fucking a snide joke at a make-a-wish <laughs> kind of thing. But, yeah, I mean, they. I, I thought it was great because I, I, I knew exactly what was going on here. They just take four weeks of television, and 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 Paul is, is, is making the best that he can out of whatever he has. And mm-hmm. he knows he has to fill the rest of this goddamn show. There's only been one match, yeah, one real match, and that's the, that's the abortion with me in it. I, I mean, seriously, you're gonna highlight one match on the show and you're gonna kill me? I mean, what the hell did I do to you? But uh, but you know what I mean? I, yeah, that's why I knew that. If could, could, I mean, could you do it if you were put on the spot? You know, cut a four minute promo. Yeah. You know, just because you got to fill time. She just guys that can't even talk for 10 seconds. Right. Much less four minutes. And Paul could do that. So I mean, I mean, maybe you didn't like it for different reasons, Aaron. I mean, maybe that's you know, that's why, or even, I don't know if you like to name it, but, but that's what I liked it because I knew that he had to do this. Like I said, I really, yeah. really enjoyed it. I really, really enjoyed it down the stretch when he started getting into talking about Terry Funk and taking the digs at Terry Funk about being old and and the uh, just you know the intensity, Polly dangerously. We know what we're dealing with here. We know how good he is. Um, but it's not, yeah, like really, it's not like I completely hated him or anything. I just thought it was. I mean, he, he did a good Hawk impersonation. I think it's yeah. a pretty good Hawk <laughs> imitation. And and like I said, it yeah. I mean, it was, it was good. I just I've, I've seen, obviously, seen better, more better promos or whatever that I enjoyed from Paul. But this was good. And after that, Todd Gordon is sitting in his office with his baseball cap on, talking about Sal Balomo and um, how he's not cleared to wrestle. But ECW's not for everyone. Tell me again. Tell me again, Todd. It ain't for everyone. And uh, they're going to have a non-sanctioned match between Rock and Rebel. Non-sanctioned steel chair match. Steel chair match between Rock and Rebel and Sal Balomo at November to remember. That's got to be. That's got to be a doozy. I mean, I mean, what is Todd Gordon doing in this office? I, I don't know. It's, he's it's, got he's got a map of the uh, pretty much a map of the globe behind him, but he runs at one venue, Swanson and Rittner. Why is there a big gigantic map of Philadelphia behind him instead of the whole entire globe? <laughs> like you know, you just have one little. Oh, look there. at all the places we're not going to go, fellas. Yes, India <laughs> not going to see us. Germany no chance. <laughs> Tokyo forget about it. Except Tommy Cairo, he just got back from Japan. He's a shoot fighter now. I think yeah. he lost that fight, by the way. I think he got knocked out. All right. I didn't even know it was real a real thing. That was a real thing? Yeah, I, I think I have it. I, th- I think he worked on the same show that Taz worked. Okay. I think oh, Taz I got even... him the gig. It, it, was a, it was like an offshoot promotion of Wing, I think it was. Hmm. I, I mean, I gotta, I, I'll have to go look and research it. But, yeah, I know I have, I have – at least I had the Taz show, and I'm pretty sure I had the Cairo show. And I think he got, I think he got knocked out or stopped by a kick. But I think it was a work shoot company. Is that that same one that like Bam Bam went over there and worked with? Or no, no, or... this was like a this was like an outlaw mud show, oh, um, right. like shoot company, no, but not that not as bad as the, you know the outlaw mud shows here. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but Todd, he's he's out there. He, he's all talking about um his his big priority is Sal Balomo. 
He's not worried about his company growing. He wants Sal to get well. Him and Joey Styles are just such big Sal marks in this show, aren't they? Well, I don't think so because I'm pretty sure that Paul wrote that promo. <laughs> there you go. Maybe maybe Paulie's the the uh, Sal mark that, here. That goes back to I can't believe Sal left. I think <laughs> Paul. I think Paul saw Sal as something. I think he did. I, I don't. I wish I knew why Sal left. You know, maybe it was mm-hmm. age. Maybe it was family. Maybe it was a, a you know a bunch of reasons why. But whatever it was, it, it wasn't Sal- terrible. Sal Balomo is just ridiculous, ridiculous enough to be fun. Like, look at, look at, think about the conversations we've had on this show in the past 26 weeks that we've been doing this show and how much attention we have given to Sal amongst, amongst all the crap we had to watch. (laughs) Like overall, overall, generally Sal gets mixed to good reviews. (laughs) Mixed to good reviews on this show. Let's be honest. He's like an ABC sitcom. (laughs) But on the other hand, look at how much time in the recent couple weeks we've given the Sir Christopher Michaels. True, true. (laughs) Every once in a while, war breaks out in the Middle East. It has to take some of your coverage, I guess. I, but I agree, man. You know, uh, you know. I said it earlier. Sal's a guy that Philly kind of embraced, and mm-hmm. he could have been somebody. How many guys look at it? I mean, we'll we'll get there eventually. But look at it on the surface. How many guys were there from around this period that were around the whole entire time? Not many. <laughs> exactly. And, and and but how many guys that Paul make something out of that you know that mm-hmm. went on to be some halfway decent you know names from. You know, Nunzio, you know, I mean, what, I mean, Sandman for Christ's right. sake. You yeah. can make a star out of that guy. <laughs> Jesus. You can turn water into wine. Paul's a genius. And speaking of Paulie's genius, Public Enemy is in our next segment. Um, they're supposed to have a match, or Bad Company is supposed to have a match with Jimmy Snuka and Don Morocco. Thankfully, is this, the, is this for the Eastern Championship Tag Team Title? They, or the Eastern you, know, Seaboard? you know what's you know what's funny is they're <laughs> they're <laughs> they're dicking around with this thing too. Like they don't really tell you what it is. Like they're like it's a qualifying match. Now it's like a seeding match. Now it's a who fucking knows what it is. <laughs> um, but uh, I know what it is. I know what it is. You know what it is. It's what? the best work Don Morocco did the entire time he was in ECW. <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, <laughs> I think he did those... break a sweat, uh, chopping snooker, yeah, yeah, and then hugging snooker. Yeah, that's more than he did. That's more than he did with against the other guys that he worked with. <laughs> and snooker, snooker did more for Morocco in that few seconds than he did for you too, Chad. The son of I know. <laughs> and he didn't even take his shirt off, and he and he and he did more than he did with me. And, and <laughs> why would Morocco be pissed that the bad? Bad company got beat up in the hallway, and they called it a forfeiture. And he was all man, like he really wanted to beat up somebody. Right? He doesn't look like he has, even when he beat up somebody, he didn't look like he wanted to beat up anybody. <laughs> so, so, so I don't know what I don't know what he was upset about. <laughs> well, the match, the match is supposed to happen does not as Public Enemy comes out and beats down Bad Company um, on the outside, so, as we alluded to, Snook and. Morocco win by forfeit. Um, what do we think of the uh, the beatdown and the angle here? It's like you it's like you alluded to last last week or the week before. I forget when we saw the public enemy bad company match, Chad. But it's like they didn't know this angle was going to happen, or they would have given a little more to the public enemy in that in that match, and maybe worked a little harder in the match they had against each other. Yeah, there was something odd about that. The whole entire beatdown, the way that it joined in progress. Did they really ever show? Like in the same kind of picture, Morocco and Snuka in the ring. Like I, I know they flipped back and forth, camera to camera, but there was there because something tells me that that match never really happened. Like that bad company thing was taped during a separate match, and the Morocco Snuka being in the ring was just taped for a separate. Re- you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess I guess I didn't notice it, but now that you said it, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think you ever saw Morocco and Snuka in the same shot as PE and Bad Company. It kind of looks like what of that quality change in the in the quality of the film. Mm-hmm. It goes like from that old Wolfman ring quality, kind of, to like the the new 
the new look the thing. Grittier, I mean, it's, yeah. It's, it's not a lot, but it, I'm just going like, there's something weird about this because I don't remember this. Like, this was just, I was there for this, mm-hmm. and I don't remember this. This, this was, I, from what I believe, this was somehow evolved to happen in another match that didn't involve Snook and Morocco. <laughs> and, and, I mean, that's all I can say. I mean, that's a mystery to me, but that's just the way it came off to me. And what the fuck was Bad Breed just... Doing yeah, why do they attack Public Enemy? That made no sense. Was somebody the had to get beat up. I mean, was it like they were trying to get revenge because they lost like two weeks ago or whatever? I, I don't know. Everybody's just trying to get revenge, Aaron. Every, me and Donnie <laughs> Allen are trying to get revenge sooner or later on 911. <laughs> it, it, it'll come. Well, actually, it already came because we're still alive and I don't think he is. <laughs> <laughs> Who won? <laughs> All right. Maddie in the house is next, and it's terrible. Fuck him. <laughs> That's what Aaron's got. Fuck him. Yeah, dude. He's he's already he's already ran his course, and he hadn't even been there two we- a month. Yeah, yeah. I'm over this guy, and we're not done with him yet. He's going to be around quite a bit longer, I believe. At least through December. Mm-hmm. All right. Moving on from that, because Aaron Aaron's uh, some nine one one still alive. He's still alive. And he's do- dead. Oh well. So, whatever. so, <laughs> so Alfred, we should, Alfred, might Alfred might be showing up at your house. Alfred might be showing up at your house. That was apparently his first name. Well, I used to be scared to death when I hear that song. Like in real life, and I'm in a bar somewhere, and I hear Frankenstein. I would look at the doors and stuff. He's <laughs> gonna be like, me. "Hey, wait a minute! Nobody told me." All right, so, <clears throat> but Matt, Maddie's Maddie's just done run his course. Already. Absolutely. That's sad. Public Enemy cuts a decent promo on uh, Bad Company next. Yeah. And, and, Johnny uh, Grunge says, Johnny Grunge says, Bad Company? More like Pop Goes the Bad Company. What the fuck does that mean? Uh, That's how I, he opens I, I, the promo. Yeah, that Pop that pop Goes the Bad Company thing was pretty, pretty terrible. Well, well, uh, yeah. what, year, what year did third base come out with Pop Goes the Weasel? It was probably about this time, maybe ninety two. I, mean, I, I been, get what he's saying, but that would have been anything to do with it, probably. But it just didn't fit. Like, it was just I, it was I, stupid. Rocco Rocco actually actually also makes up a word during this promo. I believe he could, he refers to those guys as technicular wrestlers. <laughs> oh yeah, that's Teddy. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, I, that, that's Teddy because because te- Teddy's not stupid. I mean, mm. he, he wasn't stupid. I don't know what happened to him later on, but he wasn't stupid. So yeah, that was probably something that that, that he made up. But I, I just there's there's so much going on with Public Enemy that it just amazes me uh, uh, because I watched Beat Street today. <laughs> it came on at like noon, right? And I'm going like, yeah, D is like 15 years old. And he's break dancing in the subways and stuff like that. How old is Johnny Grunge and, and, and Rock and Rock that they dress like that every day, like they're getting ready to go, like do some break dancing somewhere? God, but, Johnny. Like <laughs> Rocco was like forty-two and ninety-three, I think. Yeah, but they wear the same outfit every day. It, it's just like you wake up in the morning and you hear that their alarm clock is slam. And they wake up and they go to bed. And they, they put on their the LA Lakers outfit. Let the boys be boys. Yeah. They're British night sneakers. They're just out. Yeah. Like, I can't I can't believe. I mean, I'm thinking like, who would think this is cool? I, I can't believe it got over now that I now I mean now that I'm much older. But yeah, when I, when I was there, I thought it was pretty cool. But then now I'm st- I'm looking at it from thirty thousand feet, and it's like they're fucking <laughs> grown men running around in fucking matching outfits from the fucking you know downtown locker room store. What the fuck? I want to see know, Johnny Grunge do a windmill. <laughs> well, there's, there's our public enemy promo, everybody. Now, <laughs> hey, look, we get the sh- we get a shout out for the John Arezzi convention. Um, I popped for that. Shot the angle with Medusa and Sherry 
at the John Arezzi wrestling uh, convention that I believe they were referring to a couple of weeks ago on the show. And uh, we're going to see fan cam. I love, I love how Joey says there's no footage of this. The next yeah, week, when we're going to see said some that, fan when cam footage. I was like, I remember seeing footage of it. But then he said, oh, there's, there's fan cam footage. I said, no, okay. it's amateur. Amateur yeah. footage. <laughs> well, why yeah, don't we you get the amateur footage for this goddamn thing? <laughs> right. <laughs> what are you like, making this wait for? God yeah, damn I mean, it. like all the all them Hollywood shows, all the reality shows and stuff that are out there, you know? They kind of do a little bit of investigating before they do the story. They just don't. They, they, have, they don't have stick figure drawings of, of what they heard happen. They, they do a little bit of research. And uh, so we're going to see that that uh, amateur footage next week. Did now this we match got, ever happen? We go into, uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think Medusa ever came to the I look arena. It up. I don't think she ever came to the arena. I don't. I I don't remember her being there. I've never met her, and and I, I was just like, wow. I mean, you could totally see the relationship, but you mm-hmm. know, with a, with a Rezzy, and I just love hearing John Rezzy's name anyway. Yeah, he, he just pops me because he's just so awful that I, that I like. God bless him. <laughs> and I love I love his podcast, and I love um that the kid from whatever whatever. He, Charlie from whatever. George and, uh, from Lindenhurst. Yeah, <laughs> whatever from Lindenhurst. I can't believe I don't have a shirt yet that has that on it, by the way. But I can see what it would do with Sherry versus Medusa. Uh, Medusa Medusa doesn't appear in November. She doesn't appear in November to remember. Yeah, it, well, it makes yeah. sense. Sherry was probably, she was probably doing the same thing that Tully does later on. She probably wanted to come in not just to do the job the first one time and be done. Mm-hmm. She probably wanted yeah. to work a program. She wrestles uh, um, Malaya Hasaka instead. Oh my girl, that's cool. Yeah, the, but I mean, you, you can you can understand what I'm saying, right? About yeah. Medusa. She's mm-hmm. just like, why am I going to come in and just to do it the one time? That that was the thing with Tully, and I, I don't understand. Like, it just seems to me like, what what do you care? Honestly, at this point. Yeah, you're getting paid. I mean, are you are you looking for a PWI top ten ranking? Right. <laughs> I mean, or something. Or you still got goals? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> apparently, apparently, because he wrestled a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Just trying um, to recapture that glory, I guess. So yeah, that that's why I think that match wouldn't have happened. But I would have loved to have seen it because Medusa and Sherry, two different styles, man. Mm-hmm. That would have been. Sherry would have been just bra and panties brawling, ripping, you know, <laughs> kicking and shit like that. Medusa have been trying to be like kicking her like karate and, you know, or karate and, and shit like that kind of stuff. That would have been something else. It definitely would have been fun to watch for sure. I agree. Um, up next we get, <clears throat> well, again, weird that they played the thing last week during the show when <laughs> they should have just saved it for this week. It was we got last to see, week's last week. Yeah, we, we got to see the finish of this match last week, which the finish was most of the match, let's be honest. Douglas working over the knee on J.T. Smith, Shane Douglas, the ECW champion, with Terry Funk outside. We kind of covered it last week. I don't know what more we say about it. Um, ter- Terry Funk threw in the towel. J.T. threw it back at him, and Terry beat J.T. with his boot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's... I think ECW's run out of... Like run out of footage and uh, or ideas where they're already doing that this day in history. In this day in history, <laughs> last week, last week, <laughs> yeah. this day, this day in history, next week. Yes. <laughs> Watch what we think is going to happen, but we're going to show it to you while we're talking about it. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I actually, it's, it's it, not in case you missed it. It's like in case you saw it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I actually like. um I, I thought for a second that it was it wasn't a replay of last week because I kind of got up and kind of did something or whatever mm-hmm. and then came you know and then I was like oh and then I'm like oh he's working the leg and I'm like well this show was getting ready to get wrapped up I thought Joey Styles was doing the wrap up right before the Sherry Medusa thing kind of thing and I'm like now it's Shane and JT and then I was like oh no that was from last week like <laughs> this whole entire show was from last week <laughs> except for me. <laughs> I got beat up. You got first. Week. Yeah, you got first run. You got first run this week. 
Well, there it is, guys. October 26, 1993, ECW. What did we think overall? Uh, I thought it was okay. I mean, it wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen in my life, but it wasn't like, you know. <laughs> it wasn't the worst thing you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> okay. I mean, is that like, you? have you seen like people dying in a burning building or something or anything like that? Yeah. It wasn't that. more enjoyable than that. Yeah. <laughs> I gave it a D plus. <laughs> I, I was I was a lot more generous than I have been in recent reviews, and for several reasons because I thought that um I like I like the way I like the way the show looked like the way it was presented how we talked about it earlier would it be in the 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 the, the best with the least kind of thing mm-hmm. and what they have. And they did. They went ahead. They want. They 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 forged more storylines. They introduced new characters, and they still have three, four, three and a half, and four weeks with TV to do. So, I liked the presentation. I, I thought it was a, a a well a well done show for a, a show with a, no budget whatsoever. So I'm I'm going to give it a solid D minus. I gave it a D. We were all in the set. Aaron, I think you did D plus. <laughs> Chad had D minus. I gave her a D. <laughs> um, but that, that's what happened there <laughs> with that episode. So generally a D for ECW this week. That's what uh, Jason did to Angel. <laughs> oh, he, he, did more than that. He, did a, he did more than that. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Let's find out what we're going to be witnessing next week, last week. I think I'm one again. Is this... Wait, (laughs) They've got me so confused whether I'm watching next week or last week or next month or (laughs) sometime back in September. Anyway, next week... Vladimir and Ivan Kolov. (laughs) Here they come again. Yeah, they're back. Shane Douglas defends the ECW championship against Sabu next week. And you are correct, Chad. You're back in the ring with the bad breed next week, but your partner, Todd Shaw. Todd Shaw. Who the fuck is Todd Shaw? Well, he's not Todd Shaw. I'll tell you that. His name's <laughs> John Crystal. Uh, and, he, oh, go ahead. I mean, he, he was, after I, I couldn't replace, I, I, I unsuccessfully tried to replace, you know, the Twisted Steel, um, that I went out and started my own group. I, I got this guy named Todd Shaw, but actually he was um, John Crystal. We wrestled as Crystal Light. And I brought him in my pursuit to defeat the bad bad breed. And but let's see how this turns out. We're going to find out how that turns out next week. Plus, we will get that footage from John Arezzi's convention with Medusa and Sherry that apparently we never get a payoff for. And... It looks like other than angle stuff, that's about it for next week match-wise. So we will find out what that brings to us. I know I see Jimmy Snooka's face here on the preview, so Jeez. he's got his he's got his shades on. Look like he's cutting a promo. TCB baby, taking TCB, care of business. Brother, TCB. <laughs> At least I know when we're coming to the end of Snooka is when he works streamer. Yeah, that's not too far off either. I don't. Well, then that's that's going to be the last we're going to see Snooka. Good. <laughs> Well, ladies and gentlemen, you now we will Maddie do- and Hunter Q with him. <laughs> they He'll at least take Hunter. Man. He'll at least take Metal Maniac with him. That'll be a definite. <laughs> That's right, That'll brother. Be- Somebody's got to. Somebody's got to drive. Somebody's <laughs> got to drive. All right, folks. Well, if you are not already still part of our Facebook group, join the Reliving the Extreme Facebook group. Follow us on Twitter at Reliving Extreme. And also, don't forget to check out Chad's Video Vault on Facebook. And follow Chad at Chad Austin Demera on Twitter. Anything else you guys want to talk about before we jet? No, I, I, I just, I'm, I'm actually starting to look forward. There's going to be a couple of hiccups coming up. I, I, I remember. And it's going to be right around that November to remember. I think there's going to be a couple of hiccups. But the shows mm. are definitely going to start be, getting better. Absolutely. And I mean, just knowing, just knowing that makes it worth it because it's going to start getting a lot better. Aaron, anything from you before uh, we part our part ways? Nope. Just thanks for listening, guys. Oh, Aaron's here? Yeah. Still. Oh, I didn't thought you would show up today. <laughs> hey, I brought the high chair. 
Meatballs Mahoney. Meatballs Mahoney. It's episode 26. Meatballs Mahoney. Aaron takes a nap. And we'll see you next week, everybody. Thank you for joining us on Reliving the Extreme. <laughs>